Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. In one moment, a gift most humans never receive in a lifetime. This is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz. Starting next week, this is my sec. Bob breaks down the NFL. No! Jeff Lutz. Are you That's... kidding me? You're terrible at it. Morning. and 1240 KFH. You're invited to partake of it. Oh, gasp. I'm so excited. Stand by for action. All right, we are back. It's hour number two, the Bob and Jeff Show, KFH Radio. Bob Lutz, Jeff Lutz co-hosting, Max Power producing and engineering at 869-1240. All right, we have Joe Sauer on the line. He is a musician. Uh, he has a band called Steely Express. They're a Steely Dan cover band. And uh, he is also in a little band with your wife, uh, Joe. Hello. Welcome. Hi there. Thank you for having me. And my wife is going to be really surprised to find out she's in a band. She She's done a musician. <laughs> who's, who's uh, and then there were two? Erica McGuire. And she and I did okay. travel in an act years ago called Three Ring Circus. Then that was a big 12-piece band, and now it's just the two of us. But we're back to being in a so, big band, not Erica, but me and some other friends. And um, we've got Steely Express, the tribute to the one and only Steely Dan. Uh, so we're going to get to the Steely Dan thing because it's kind of topical mm-hmm. right now. The Eagles are out on tour with Steely Dan. So we want to ask yeah. you about that in a moment, uh, but I want to okay. know your your background and and how you got into this and uh, what other bands you've been in and how long you've been doing it. Oh my, I am sixty nine, and um, when I saw the Beatles on TV in nineteen sixty four, like everyone else my age, I needed to get a guitar. And me and neighborhood kids had a band, and me and cousins had a band, and. Did it through college and then uh, decided after being in a band with two guys that were so amazingly talented that I uh, thought I better get a business degree because (laughs) they oozed music. But I I kept playing the years. I stayed mostly local. Um, At the end of uh, a section of my business career, I decided to start a band called Three Ring Circus. And that was the band that Erica was in with me, Erica McGuire, and uh, some other local musicians. And we were local, but we toured from Texas up to up to Michigan and uh, did mostly corporate work. And then 2008, the depression, and 
ended that because you really couldn't sell a piece band profitably to corporations during the recession. And so um, from that, I was in a band with uh, my son, Joe, Joseph V. Sauer, second, and we had a band for 10 years called Stallion, and it was, I'd say, the antithesis of Three Ring Circus. Three Ring Circus was a big show band, a big party band, and uh, Stallion was uh, a self-indulgent band that played songs by our heroes that uh, weren't necessarily always a dance band. And then um, our drummer died, and I helped liquidate his estate. And the thing I kept for myself were 10 CDs, which he had in his car. And one of those CDs was um, A Decade of Steely Dan. And so from Mark Morning's memory, I used his CD and listened to it on a on a broken CD player that if you wanted to listen to CDs four, two, three, four, and 5, you had to listen to CD 1 first. And I found I never wanted to skip CD1, which was a decade of Steely Dan. And I fell in love with them. I always liked them. You know, they were huge stars, and they were impossibly hard to play their songs. And so, you know, I Stallion played a couple, but no other band I'd been in tried to play that stuff. But at this age, I thought, boy, that'd be something interesting to try. On uh, so, Jim Hill's so, birthday. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. On no, Jim I was just going to ask birthday. you. So, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm sorry. So, Steely Dan yeah. was never really like a, a touring band. They were mostly a, a studio band, but they've been yeah. touring now for a while. Uh, is Are you in favor of that with, with just Donald Fagan out there as, as the original guy and surrounding himself with a, a whole bunch of of a kind of session studio uh, tour touring musicians. I'm more okay with it with Donald Fagan than anyone else on the planet, because out of their many albums, only their first three were done with the steely Dan lineup that they uh, five piece band. And then after that, they only had Walter Becker and Donald Fagan, and they only used studio musicians for all the rest of their albums, including the one that they got a Grammy for in 2000 after their long hiatus. So they've always used studio musicians. And, you know, they are truly the the factory workers of the music industry, those studio musicians. And so that's part of the joy of this is one, I love the compositions and all of us in Steely Express love the music of Steely Dan. But um, if not now, when and I, am I going to try to tackle something so hard to do? And so we spent seven months learning 16 songs. Now, this is the same group of people that nine years in a row put on a charity event called the Christmas Express, thus the name Express. We would have four rehearsals and play 30 songs. And so it's not that we need seven months to learn 16 typical songs, but we needed seven months to nail down 16 Steely Dan songs because they're that good. Did I lose you? 
Hello. No, Joe, they lost uh, electricity. Um, oh, no. The thing about Steely Dan, when they lost David Palmer, or mm-hmm. whatever they did, how do you? Yeah. How did you make up for the you know the backing with Michael McDonald and all the other great guitarists they had in it? Well, they they had they had one song where they had eight guitar players come in, and only and the, each one of them was a esteemed studio musician, and only the eighth one was picked, and they they just said the other seven just didn't make it feel right for what Donald and Walter had in their head. So what we do is um, I found Jimmy Hill, and he is uh, my favorite local guitarist and arguably one of the best guitarists in this time zone. And I I play guitar also, but I don't play as well as Jim. And so we put him in the first chair of the string section, and I'm in the second chair. And uh, we could duplicate what they did with, but it t- you know it took us a lot of work. Are you there? Yeah, we we're here, Joe. Sorry, they oh, they've okay. lost electricity okay. back at their house. But what's what do you find the most difficult Steely Dan song to reproduce? Oh my, I would say um, "Black Cow" was interesting. Because um, it has such intricate harmonies, it has uh, an amazing saxophone solo at the end, on top of a very interesting horn section, and um, the format of the song is not typical. So um, they they threw out everything at the wall that if you're a standard rock musician. You couldn't just uh, dial up what you already kind of knew after playing lots of songs for lots of years and then pull it off. Yeah, they were not they, uh, atypical at all. Yeah, they were they were jazz snobs, East Coast jazz snobs that knew they could make money as rock musicians, and they were born at the right time to be rock musicians. And so, yeah, um, what musicians are... love Steely Dan because... You don't hear it done all the time because it takes too long to be able to pull it off. And and that's the fun of it. So you obviously go deep since you said Black Cow. What are some of your favorite Steely Dan songs to play? Do you play Showbiz Kids and Hey 19? Uh, you know what? We don't play Showbiz Kids, but I want to. We do play uh, Hey 19, and we do stack in a couple surprises in that because – the the guys in Steely Dan name checked a couple of uh, famous acts. One of them is Aretha Franklin, and so we make a reference to Aretha in our in our musical choice in the middle of the song. Another one, they kind of made fun of a band called the Soul Survivors, who were a hot topic on the East Coast and nationally with one hit. And so we take a a non survivors in the middle of the. Hey, here's a song that we play that is relevant to radio. It's called FM, and it was never on a Steely Dan album, but it was the soundtrack for the movie FM and the title song. And so it's all about FM radio. And so those two were those two were uh, some of my favorites, Hey 19 and FM. I love them both. 
They are good. Joe Sauer, our guests. We're back. Bob and Jeff are. We had a little uh, electrical situation here in the West All Wichita right. basement studio. Uh, but, you know, Steely Dan is, is touring with the Eagles right now, as I mentioned earlier. Right. And really, Joel, if you want to cut to the chase, the reason you're on the show today is because uh -huh. my son Jeff uh, has a real problem with Steely Dan. So I want you two to work it out. I've tried to tell him that Steely Dan is really unlike any other band. Uh, they kind of yeah. have their own unique way. Uh, he doesn't quite get it. He doesn't get the Steely Dan thing. If you had to explain well, Steely Dan, how would you do that? Okay, Jimmy Hill said that if Steely, if Woody Allen, the film director, had been a musician, he'd be Steely Dan. And I think that that is great because Woody took a dim view of many things in popular culture, and he made fun of them in his movies. And Steely Dan did that, too. And if you're a fan of Woody or not, you have to admit his movies remind you of no one else's movies. Steely Dan, their music reminds you of no one else's music. It's like a cocktail, very, very dry. It might not be for everyone, but those that it's for, oh, man, do they love it. That's a very good. So it's supposed to be funny. Is that what you're saying? No, it's a very or very good analogy. Very no, well no, I'm saying no, no offense, Jeff, but I'm saying it's a little sophisticated. Okay, this, bad. You know, uh, I guess nobody, I mean, if, nobody has ever used the word sophisticated and Jeff. If seven minute trumpet solos sense. are sophisticated, then yeah, it's sophisticated. Okay, same well, there you go. Here, I'll so tell you what's sophisticated. Standing next to me on stage at our next gig will be a man who's <laughs> got a bachelor's degree in saxophone and a master's degree in saxophone. So there's a guy who spent six years of his life learning to blow in a hole. And man, <laughs> who's that, is, by the way? Tyler Golden. And he is our ninth and last member. We finally have the full outlet. He was the one we wanted, and we got him. I think. Where, where does the? Uh huh. Where does your Steely Dan band uh, play next? Because I think that'd be fun to go see. Where, where are you? Uh, where are you playing we, in the next month or so? We are playing. We don't play very often because there's you know a limited diet of Steely Dan in a city this size. But we will play a week from Saturday. That's September twenty third at a venerable place called Oddfellow Hall. It's a beautiful venue in Delano on the second story of a building at Walnut and West Douglas, just one block east of Seneca. Um, so yeah, I know beautiful that building. building. Yeah, and upstairs for Cobiet, a group of investors remodeled it, added a big kitchen, just made it brand new inside. And so it's got all the class and distinction of a century old building, but it's now got an elevator and it's now modern facilities. It's beautiful. I found what, it because, what, uh, uh, huh. I, the, go ahead. Tell us the story about that. Well, this guy wanted to come up with a class venue for, uh, business events. And, um, like weddings. And so um, 
you you can rent it for a wedding. I think it's I think it's three thousand dollars for Saturday night. It's a beautiful facility. Tall ceilings, big enough that you can put a nice big stage in a tall stage with a nine piece band in it and still not be crowded. I think uh, it'll hold 250. It's got these huge, beautiful windows that are about two stories tall. So um, it's on the second story, but the two-story tall windows have long drapes down the side. So the acoustics are wonderful in there. And so, well, how do um, I go about getting a ticket for that uh, for that oh. concert? If you wait till the day of the show, you go to the ticket office. Doors open at six. And you buy one for $20. But if you want to save $5 today, you can go to oddfellowhall.com and go to the events. And I think we're the third event on there. They have two other public events between now and the 23rd. Look for Steely Express, and um, they'll you can save $5 if you buy them in advance. And here's the trick. It's Odd Fellow Hall, singular. Everybody says old fellows or good fellows. <laughs> Oddfellows right. All right, then I and I know you're also playing a gig in Kichai tomorrow. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Well, you're too kind. Like I said, Erica McGuire and I uh, have an acoustic duo called And Then There Were Two. And tomorrow night, she and I are on our favorite patio, and it's in Kichai. And uh, it's a it's a cool little place called Old School Tap House. And so um, we'll be there from 7 to 10, and it's it's some lighthearted fun. She is an excellent singer. Um, she was the lead singer for Three Rings because for nine years, 10 years. Well, good stuff. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Very, very good. Uh, Joe, we're happy to uh, hear your story and uh, send some people your way, hopefully. I'm, an, I'm intrigued by that uh that show uh, coming up in the, the Delano District a week from tomorrow. Thank you for your time. Thanks for being on with us. Thanks for your interest in Steely Express. I'm flattered. Thank right, you. Take care. Uh, there you go. Uh, I'm going to go see that. I'm going to talk my wife into going. All right. I think you, you want to go. I just saw the real Steely Dan, so <laughs> I don't know. You're not sure. We'll have to. We'll have to see. It's not that they were bad. It's just that I was. That music doesn't speak to it you. It doesn't, and I was ready for the Eagles, and just didn't do anything for well, me. Well, we'll see. I like Steely Dan. I don't have a. I I like them. I mean, I don't. Uh, that wouldn't be my first choice, but when I hear a Steely Dan tune come on, I like it. Not like nothing. A nineteen is a great song. Reeling in the Years, a nice little song. Yeah, they're all good. Ricky, don't lose that number. They're fine. It's good stuff. They didn't play uh, Do It Again. Well, they can't play them all if they only give them an hour. Twelve, twelve songs. All right, we'll take a break. Joanna Chadwick will join us next. We had a little flash. You know how you get that occasionally? Yeah, a little power surge. A little power surge, and uh, everything went kaput. But given my uh, ability to... To uh, work electronics. Yeah, you handled it. <laughs> we'll be back. We'll talk high school football next.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. This is the Bob and Jeff Show on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. One horse down from Elton John. We continue with the theme. One for all. Doesn't look like we're going to get my song. Doesn't look like it. Uh, Joanna Chadwick joins us from Vibe Magazine, has written, covered uh, high school sports in this market for a long time. Uh, she's a veteran, uh, getting a little old, uh, getting a little older. Hey, Joanna. What? 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 What is that? You were just, I mean, was it too nice that you were being that you had to start throwing in age? I don't know how that all happened. It just uh, <laughs> kind of snowballed on me. That was pretty rude. It, it, it was. It, but how I can always I can, I can always hold firm that no matter how old I am, Bob is older. <laughs> no question. <laughs> and trust me, I know that. Uh, so we've got uh, some interesting games, including uh, one that uh, kind of jumps off the page. Northwest has been so impressive uh, so far in its first two victories, playing out at uh, the Striker Complex tonight against Capon which has also been impressive. Uh, that that looks like an interesting game. Can Capen make it an interesting game? I think Capen can make it interesting. I think the biggest problem when dealing with Northwest is their speed. And I think that they just are – I think that they're so talented on both sides of the ball. They've got a lot of experienced players. Um, but and I, I but Capen, what gives me hope for Capen – to be able to play with them is that they went up against East last week and they gave up, I think 26 points in the win. They won by like what? 15, 16 points. Um, but East is super fast on both sides of the ball as well. So to be able to contain them a little bit should give them confidence going up against Northwest. 
I still say Northwest comes away with a win, but I'm hopeful that maybe that will just be a, maybe a tighter game um, because Capen should be able to play with them a little bit that way. I haven't talked to you in a couple of weeks, Joanna, but I mean that that Northwest win over Carroll. I mean, how many eyes did that open, and how how much? I think Northwest was ranked very highly going into the season, but now it's like state championship or bust after we see uh, these first couple performances. Well, you know, one thing that Steve Martin said uh, coming into the season when he and I talked is just about how this offense has consistently been putting up more than 500 yards a game ever since Brees Hall was there. And he's looking at, um, you know, this, this team has that same ability, even, you know, I I think it's a possibility that they could uh, have the same sort of production this season that they did with Brees Hall, uh, with Brees Hall's team. So it doesn't surprise me that those conversations are happening. I have to admit, you know, I think that Northwest jumped, maybe 14-0 lead or maybe they scored first and then Carroll tied it up. But then to just go and score that many points, I think it was 58-7, to is to me really stunning. And I think it says a lot about where Northwest is. Maybe it says more about where Northwest is than where Bishop Carroll is. Because, of course, to segue into uh, Bishop Carroll is playing at Derby tonight. I think that that's going to be a game that's going to – you know, kind of solidify where both of those teams are with Derby starting off the season uh, with a 33-19 loss at Manhattan and then Carroll having that loss loss to Northwest. How they play tonight against another really strong opponent, I think will say a lot about both those teams. No doubt about it. Joanna Chadwick, our guest, and, and 6A, Jeff talked about, well, Northwest is just, my goodness, a team to beat, but We've got a Gardner-Edgerton team there coached by a guy we both know well, uh, Randy Dryling. We've got – right? Is he at Gardner-Edgerton? Is he at Aquinas? He's, I think he's, he's at Aquinas. Aquinas. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But Gardner-Edgerton uh, is a really good team, no doubt about it. Um, and I think Gardner is where uh, uh, Marvin Diener used to be. I don't think he's still there, though. Their coach now is Jesse Owen, who I, I'm not aware of, but obviously they're a good team. Then you've got Manhattan. Uh, which beat Derby, uh, as you talked about. Manhattan has an interesting game tonight uh, at home against Hayes. Hayes is number three in Class 5A. Uh, They've won a couple of really close games so far. I think I kind of pointed to this game last year as being an interesting Mm -hmm. game as well, and then Manhattan kind of rolled them. So I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I mean, I always struggle with teams like Hayes. You know, uh, Manhattan is just, again, one of those programs that we just expect to be pretty strong. And what they've done in the past few years is really impressive. So it's hard to tell with that, especially considering what Manhattan has done so far. Yeah, Hayes uh, lost to Manhattan last year, 31-21. to So that was a decent game. So keep an eye on that one. We've got another battle of unbeaten teams in our area. Uh, Goddard, Eisenhower, and Valley Center. It's kind of cool to see maybe programs we don't talk all that much about taking some steps forward. That looks like a good game. I agree. And, you know, it's interesting, Valley Center, a few years back, 
maybe it's like five to seven now. Uh, but, you know, they Valley Center kind of resurfaced. We hadn't seen them in quite some time. And they have, I think, been pretty consistent around that winning record sort of an area. Well, then Eisenhower, I mean, that you know, they're, they're not that old of a school. And it's really hard to have that, to get that football program kind of building that tradition and so to see them open their season with hutch and then of course they won last week as well i think that this will be a good test for both of those programs that goes beyond not just um who they have on the field but also just program culture i don't mean to make you look ahead joanna but i'm just kind of waiting for uh to see if if andale will ever have a competitive game uh they're two and oh they'll be five and oh in their sleep uh, but Cheney and Collegiate have really dominated their first games, too. Um, and they have those teams in week six and seven. Uh, and they'll, they'll probably be undefeated going into those games. And so has Pratt. So three opponents coming up for uh, for Andale that look like they might Maybe. put up a little challenge. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that, like, we literally look for these uh these big games against Andale every year. It's always the hope we want them to be tested, you know, and we want to see a good game, but what they've continually done is just dominate. And they have given up a lot of points. I mean, their first game, they gave up a lot of points, but my guess is also they had their backups in as well. Speaking of, this is why these programs do so well year in and year out is because they don't have to play their starters and their uh, through the whole game is they can bring in their young kids and they just get more experience so that when those younger kids, when it's their time, they're ready. Um, but collegiate every year, I think we look at them as a, as a team that could challenge Andale. Um, I think Cheney has a good shot at, at challenging, challenging Andale. Talking uh, with Joanna Chadwick, Vibe Magazine, also journalism instructor at Derby High School. Uh, here's a game that's uh, maybe a little more under the radar than it should be, uh, simply because Hutchinson has already lost the game. Uh, but you have Hutchinson visiting Mays South, which has gotten off to a quick start as well. Uh, what do you think of that one? Well, I don't know. I have a really hard time ever thinking that Hutch is out of anything, even in these seasons where they've struggled, just because we know what, what that program was built up to and what expectations are. Uh, I don't know, though. May South is looking awfully good to start off the season. Uh, Hutchinson opened the season with a 7-3 loss to Eisenhower, which says a little bit to me that maybe there were some issues that they had to get figured out offensively, whereas May South hasn't had any problems offensively or defensively. Yeah, May South with wins over Andover and campus. This certainly is a big step up in level of competition tonight. Jeff? Yeah, and, and Jason Dude is not here. He always asks you about Mays, and I was pretty intrigued by Mays going into the year, honestly, because they, they didn't return, obviously, Avery Johnson uh, and, and those receivers, but they had a lot of depth, in my opinion. They had a lot of all-league-type all players, and, and they've lost uh, since to Andover Central by three. Is that a team that could, that could you think, steadily kind of just get better as the season goes on and, and still be there toward the end? I think so. I think that you need to look at the class of 2026, these current sophomores at Mays High. It's really, really good. I mean, there is a lot of talent in that class of 2026. I've been watching them for a long time, and um, I 
have have high expectations for what they can accomplish not only in football but in in basketball and other sports they're just they're really that talented so maybe i mean andrew essential is a, co- a quality opponent um and and that's that's not an easy an easy loss there but at the same time you know if you have um some of those younger ones too getting time out there which they are you know it's a good lesson for you to kind of uh, what are you learning from that loss all right, I know what I'll be doing tonight. I'll be in my easy chair following uh, X or Twitter, as I'm always going to call it, <laughs> and seeing uh, scores get posted and uh, seeing Joanna Chadwick do a heck of a job getting us the informa- information. Joanna, right, we'll be sure to... Thank you. Good. Check out my scores list later tonight. Thanks for always having me on, guys. All right. Thanks. Take care. Joanna Chadwick from Vibe Magazine. You as go we get check ready. our scores list, too, if you well, want. I, mean, I can't wait to check. Whatever. Are you doing a scores list tonight? We do a scores list every night. But are you doing a scores list? I'll put scores in, I think. All right, follow Catch It Kansas. And Joanna. I mean, we we love everybody. Yeah, we got we got many ways to get scores out there, but I like uh, keeping track of high school football on Friday night. I don't necessarily go to many games anymore, but I'm certainly tempted to go to the Northwest Capon game. See our friend Weston Schartz against our other friend Steve Martin. Way out there. Uh, I don't know. That feels to me like about a 35, 40. uh, Each team may score every time they touch it. Maybe. Uh, Northwest is pretty good defense. I'm going to put this score out there. 48-35 Northwest. Hmm. 35. I don't know if Northwest will give up 35, but I guess we'll 35 see. 48-35 Northwest. They gave up seven to Carroll. Although Capon's uh, way to try to win this game is to slow it down. Correct. But Elias, Omari oh, Elias, he could score from 90 yards out. And yeah, he's a good running back. But they like to run. They want to, sco- they want to slow the tempo down and not, ne- not let these Northwest uh, athletes take them to the woodshed. Yeah, it's tough. Easier said than done. Good luck to uh, both coaches. Yeah, it'll be a good ball game. Good night for it. Good weather. Although, are we expecting any rain later? I don't know. Later, what are they saying out? I at, wasn't uh, out. At... Are you headed there after the show today? Yes, I am. Getting ready for the night? Yeah, absolutely. Well, there you go. Tara Tallman joins us, assistant general manager for the Wichita Wind Surge. They have three more regular season games tonight, tomorrow night, Sunday afternoon at Riverfront Stadium, still in the playoff hunt. Two games behind Springfield with three to go. Tara, welcome for five questions. Hey, thanks, guys. Good uh, good to be here. Thanks for having me on. All right, we're going to play the little ditty and get going, Max. <laughs> Sounds good. There it you is. go. There's the intro. So tell <laughs> us, Tara about your background uh, in, in baseball. Yeah, so I was uh, born and raised in the San Francisco Bay Area. I grew up a Giants fan. Um, got my start in baseball about eight years ago with the San Jose Giants. They are now the low A affiliate for San Francisco. Um, started there just food and beverage manager, just getting my foot in the door because I wanted to work in baseball. And uh, just kind of started gathering, uh, as we do in minor league baseball, gathering responsibilities and, and climbing my way up that ladder. So I ended there uh, as the vice president of game day operations and human resources. Um, 
and I had the opportunity to come out here to Wichita to be the AGM, and I knew about this ballpark. I'd been to the city before, and I loved it, so I jumped at the chance to, to come out here and be a part of something great. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Uh, just what brought you out to Wichita? What made uh, this job appealing? You mentioned the the ballpark and and things like that. What else? Uh, what else got you out here? So um, the ownership group that took over uh, the Wichita baseball team, uh, the Windsurge um, Diamond Baseball Holdings, they bought the San Jose Giants the year pre, uh, pre previous. Excuse me. Um, so I knew them, I was familiar with them, trusted them. Um, I'm on board with, with their ideas and their, um, where they want to go. And they want to make Wichita and Riverfront Stadium the golden child for all of minor league baseball. So I obviously want to be a part of that. Um, and just because I know and trust these guys, I, I figured I'd jump at the chance to, to come out here. The ballpark in San Jose was more like a Lawrence Dumont type stadium, um, it was a World War II project, 84 years old, and, you know, just hanging on by duct tape and prayers at this point. So um, lots of reasons to move out here and, and work for this organization and at this ballpark. Tara Tallman, our guest, she is the assistant general manager for the Wichita Wind Surge. Uh, we'll talk to you about the crowd you're trying or you, you are going to attract tomorrow in a moment. But I, I wanted your impressions on this ballpark because I've been in Wichita my entire life, I'm a baseball guy. I spent countless hours at Lawrence Dumont Stadium in my youth and in my professional career. And every time I go to Riverfront Stadium, it's almost like I don't feel like I'm in Wichita. It's such a remarkable ballpark. It's uh, I, I haven't certainly seen all the minor league parks in the country. I can't imagine there are many more nicer than this one. Do you agree? I definitely agree with you on that. Um, they did a really good job with the design of this facility overall. Um, talking to, uh, you know, players and staff members, coaching staff members from other teams, everybody looks forward to coming to Wichita. Um, a buddy of mine is the clubhouse manager out in Amarillo, and he, they didn't come to Wichita this year. We went out to Amarillo, and he was bummed because he really wanted to check out this stadium and see it because you've heard such wonderful things from players and coaching staff. So, um, yeah, I don't think if there are any, there might be uh, some better facilities, but I, I really don't think that it's, they're easy to find. <laughs> so, yeah, let's, let's talk about the, the crowd tomorrow aiming for 10,000. I know the ticket sales have you pretty close. What was the meeting like uh, when that came up for the first time, let's not only try to get 10,000, but let's tell people uh, that we're trying to get 10,000. And what have the efforts kind of been like since then? Yeah. So, you know, we wanted to do it for opening day and we got real close. Um, and, you know, you can kind of understand why we didn't get there right off the bat. Um, people were probably still unsure about the new owners and, you know, what we're trying to do here. So that's very understandable. Um, I think it was, it was probably about mid July, to be honest with you, when Jay first brought it up. Um, he's like, we got to do something big on our last, you know, our last weekend of the year. Uh, the team wasn't playing very well at that point. So it was kind of easy to assume that we wouldn't make the playoffs. We didn't think that we'd still be in this push uh, at this point of the season. So that's exciting. Uh, that kind of makes it a little bit more desirable to be here tomorrow. Um, but yeah, he just, he had done it before in Round Rock, um, and I think in Sugar Land, I want to say, um, where you just kind of appeal to the community, right? Like, you want to be a part of something big, 
we've given you the whole season to check out the ballpark, to see the operation, to see what we're about. Um, you know, we're, we're making this very accessible to the community. We want everybody to be here. We want everybody to be a part of it. Um, and so that's pretty much what the whole thing has been, you know, just asking the community to help us out. Like you guys, you guys have been excited to be here this season and come back and bring a couple of your friends and, and have a good time and, and let's set some records. Talking with Tara Tallman, our guest for five questions. He is the assistant general manager of the Wichita Wind Surge. I have, I have to believe it's been gratifying uh, to you to see the number of women who are uh, getting these kinds of roles all across professional baseball. Still work to do, obviously, but uh, this used to be uh, an occupation uh, meant only for men. So what's it been like to kind of be in that group where now we're seeing a lot of women in these uh, pretty important roles, not just in minor league baseball, but also in major league baseball. Yeah. You know, it's really exciting. Um, I'm 37, so I'm, I'm not very old. I'm also not very young. Um, but I remember when I was a kid, you know, I've always been a huge baseball fan. I'm the only girl in my family. I'm the youngest. I, I had no choice but to like sports and I, and I hopped into baseball um, and I played softball when I was a kid and going through high school and trying to figure out where I wanted to go to college, what I wanted to study. Baseball was something that I was always super interested in. And at that point in my life, it just didn't seem attainable. So I studied hospitality management. I went to UNLV and I worked in hotels in Las Vegas and in San Francisco for about 10 years before I finally just got fed up and wanted and decided that I wanted to try to make baseball work because I wanted to do something that I loved and that I was passionate about. And that's definitely paid off. I'm glad that I made that jump. Um, and it's really cool now that I've had about eight, eight, nine years under my belt in baseball. Um, now I feel comfortable guiding and mentoring other women. And I actually got to speak on a panel over at Wichita State about a month or so ago. It kind of tied into the NBC tournament. Um, and there were some young college, uh, college age students, there some females that were asking questions and it was really neat to, to be able to answer their questions with, you know, experience and, and knowledge of what I've been through and how I got there. And just knowing that they can see themselves in my role at someday and that that's what they're trying to get to just knowing that there is that representation and that I'm a part of it now is it's really rewarding. It's, it's a, it's a really cool feeling. No question. So we get to the end of our five question segment and we ask you to ask us a question and we we've come to that moment, Tara. Uh, so here okay. you go. What's your question? So I've only been in Wichita for about six months and most of that time I've spent at this ballpark. So what do I need to do? What do I need to see? What do I need to eat, drink in Wichita? Like, what are you guys known for? I am going to have some time on my hands in the next couple months here. So, <laughs> have you uh, have you tried margaritas yet? I have not. I've seen it. That's on Douglas, right? Yeah, Douglas and Hillside, or yeah, something like that. Uh, best restaurant in town yeah. for my money. So, if you have a chance and you like Mexican food, that's what I would recommend first and foremost. Yeah, I do. I do mostly day okay. trips outside of Wichita, so. <laughs> No, you don't. I'm kidding, uh, but I am. I am uh, get, kind of getting up there in age. But what I want, what I want you to do, and I'm going to promote something I'm heavily involved with. Uh, I want you to come over to 1212 East 17th Street and see our League 42 Education Center, 
and I'll give you a tour of our fields and, and just kind of show you around. Yeah, that would be great. I would love to see that. I've heard so much about League 42. I know we've been working with you guys over the last couple of seasons. It's a great partnership, so I definitely want to check out that yeah. facility. I'll have to take you up on and that. And you can bring Jay and Bob with you, for all I care. I sure will. Um, <laughs> yeah, but in, in terms of uh, restaurants, I, I don't know. That's a good question. There's so many good ones. Uh, my wife and I have kind of settled on Texas Roadhouse as a place we like. Oh, come on. So does everybody in the world. Uh, what else? What else? How about something that's oh. uh, Doodah Diner? I'm sure you yeah, have the, to have been. Have there. you been to the Doodah Diner? Yeah, I have. I have. Yeah. That was that was one of my first stops here. Yeah. Yeah, no question. You got to go there. Uh, go out to Side Pocket yeah. some night for an enjoyable evening. That's fun. Exploration place. There's a okay. lot of stuff to do in in Wichita. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I'm learning that. That's cool. Tara, we appreciate it. Congratulations on your first uh, six months in Wichita. We hope you're here for a long time. I appreciate that, guys. Thanks so much for having me on today. Thanks. All right, Tara Tallman from the Wichita Wind Surge. Uh, now, do you work much with her down there at the ballpark? Uh, not really. She's kind of in the control room area, so when I've done music, I've interacted with her a little bit. Well, there you go. So you got the game tomorrow night. Yes. Uh, Wichita Windsor. And any playoff games. In any playoff games, although they're two out with three to play. Right, it's not looking good. They do and have the tiebreaker. The Cardinals are going to, you know, they're trying to win two over there. In well, they could clinch it tonight. Thanks to Max today. We apologize for the uh, electrical snafu that knocked us out for a moment. We are off Monday. We'll be back on Tuesday. Everybody have a good weekend. See you soon. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.